Yeah. What's up, brother? What's going on, my brother? Not much, man. Live and maintain, man. Live and maintain. Nothing, nothing, nothing new under the sun over here. How you doing? Man, you know, no complaints this way. You know, just, like I said, trying to live, trying to survive. Start it up. Let's start it up. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the All Done Podcast. I'm Mike, a.k.a. Shakes, a.k.a. whatever you want to call me. This brother right there. That's my boy, Tracy. Tracy, what's good, my brother? Yo, you want to tell them where that came from, Shakes? Shakes, I want to say we probably touched on it, but nah, it it just came from a movie. Um, If you've ever seen the movie Ransom. Um, the villain in the movie uh, Ransom, his name was Jimmy Shaker. So Shakes is just the version, a uh, shorter version of yeah, Jimmy random. Shaker. Um, mm-hmm. I went from Jimmy yeah, Shaker to why, Jay why Shakes. Did you, why did you, you know, lie yourself? Or, or well, I'm, I'm going to tell you how, how we started doing that. Um, because if you were watching, you we watched Ransom, and I think like the next week or whatever, or maybe like later that day, we watch The Forgotten and all of a sudden the same characters in the movie was like, yo, Jimmy Shaker went from kidnapping kids to counseling off. <laughs> and that's, that's true. That's how, we, that's how we did. That's how, that's how. So now, like I said, so now we it went from Jimmy Shaker to Jay Shakes. Most people call me Shakes around here, but you know, if under you know, I DJ under DJ Shakes. You need to go out and, and go ahead and check out the movie Ransom. It's a, it is a very... Facts. Intense film. It's not the fact that he kidnapped kids wasn't in wasn't the like oh I want to be Jay Shakes. It, it, it was the demeanor he had. Like he was really he was, he was really ruthless. With it. He was like, with it. Yeah, yeah, he got crazy like kidnapped the kid and then helped. And this is this is you know this I is know, back in the day. So like, all my people yeah. that know some new things about Mel Gibson. This is pre racist. This is pre-racism. I was about to say this, <laughs> this, this pre-racism is pre-racism Mel Gibson. It was really That's a really fact. A, a movie with those 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 individuals really, you know, showing off their acting chops. But in any event, what are we talking about tonight, man? Um, tonight, tonight. We actually start with something going on currently. We said we was gonna talk about dang, I forgot that fast. We were talking about Reparations, it is right here in my face. People, I'm not calling out nobody, but certain people don't seem, didn't seem to think that it would happen. But it it would, it would look like we're on the precipice or the doorstep of getting our paper. Now, here's how I feel about that. Um, until I see it pending on my bank account. I'm not getting any reparations. And don't get me wrong. Your ancestors want to look at it like that? I mean, I don't know. They don't. I I ain't really know. I ain't really know them that well. But yeah. what I'm saying is if you I mean, I don't like people going smoke up my ass. I mean, that's why. This is a fight like, that we've been going against that's a, a fact. very, very long time. So now nah, this is not just gonna be got my taxes and they about to drop in 10 days. That's not what this is, right? This is a much more conversational, a much more demanding piece of leg- literal legislation that has to be, you know, accepted. 
Yeah, we coming to get the check. So at this point, to give a little background, California, San Francisco is looking to pass um, some legislation that would, you know, start off, so to speak, with $5 million checks to, you know, Black Americans. And so... Oh, that's, that's the start? Come on, that's, that's got to be the start. $5 million out of nothing. So here's my question. Now, here's my, here's my question. Where's that money coming from? That is a great question and one that I don't like, especially coming from a Black person. I got to be honest with you, because here's what people do to us. No one flinches, and, and don't, please don't take this as I'm denigrating other groups, because other groups need help, and they get constructive help. But for some reason, when it comes to us, motherfuckers start uh, patting their pockets, like, ah, man, I just... I just don't got it this week, man. You know, y'all black folks holler at me in a couple months. And well, well, no, no, no. The reason I asked, where does it come from? Because that brings the question, how does it affect the economy around us? So let's say they give us that $5 million, but it breaks, it breaks the country, right? Wait, listen. See, that's the problem. You don't be listening. listening right. That's the problem in our friendship. You don't oh, listen. Okay. Let's say, I mean, it's not that I care that much about them. I, you know, that's our last dollar book. Now, how does that affect me having $5 million? Is it going to be the same as me having $5 million? Or, mm-hmm. or hit me up. Or is it going to be like, well, I got the $5 million, but it's like 5 and $5. Okay. You know, how does it affect the economy, so right now, economy and inflation so and right stuff? Right now, I think in, in this day and age, that's a fair question to one accord. That there are some bank, there's some, I don't know if you heard about the stuff going on with the banks right now. There's some, in the Silicon Valley. Yeah, there's some issues with some banking stuff. So that's a fair assessment and a fair question. My response would be, where did we get the stipend money for COVID? I don't know. Where that's did we get, great did question. get the money for Afghan refugees? No, no, no. Great no, questions. No, no, no. Where did we get the money for the Ukraine war? A few times over. No, no, no. Where did we get the money to bail out several corporations that have gone belly up over the last five to ten years and that the government has saved? And so, again, it only, when it comes to us, it's like, oh, man, I just, ah, I don't got it, bro. Payday's Friday. We get y'all next Friday. I, my, my vision on that or my questioning to that is more selfish. It's more self-motivated. Like, is it going to be like me having five million dollars or not? What do you, I don't understand that sentiment though, because and I'm not I'm not judging you for it because I think a lot of there are some black people I'm not going to call them a name but there are some black people that feel that same way like oh well I don't want to get all this money and I'll tell you this I think and I'm not saying you but I feel like some black American people feel like I don't want the money because then maybe white folks won't mess with me anymore. Because now that, I don't give a shit about that. Because now, that, but there, I feel like, and this is just my assertion observation. I feel like there are some black people who don't want to separate and have to build on their own because then you're not under the umbrella of the society that's created currently, right? Now, I don't give a shit about now you got the money that. in your pocket. There's no excuse. You got to go. I mean, yes, we'll still be in the system that we're in, but you'll have resources. Uh, I'm just making sure that money holds the same value when I. That's a fair point. And like I said, with the Silicon Valley stuff happening and, and some of the, the miscues happening currently with the banks, that's a fair, from that perspective and that perspective only, 
Like, I, yeah, if I don't want you to give me 200,000 per person, 5 million per person, but then inflation is crazy and the dollar's not worth anything, then it becomes, all right, now y'all are playing little games, which- I'm You blowing smoke up my ass again. I'm, I'm not putting that past them, but I'll cross that bridge when I get there. Cut me my check. <laughs> Cut me my check. The, uh, all right, simple question. Is the check coming or is the check not coming? Reparations, Black Americans, we getting it or we not getting it? Do I feel like we're getting it? Um, okay, according to what we talked about in, in Cavalier, you know, they feeling optimistic about it. I've been feeling optimistic about it since March. It's probably $5 million over several years, probably, but... It is. They're going to spread it out. It's the yeah, same thing that they do with Native Americans. Where'd they get that money from? I know I got some Native American partners that I... Good friends of mine. Their people get checks. They send them checks every month. Time out. When did you get Native American friends? Come on, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of the world. <laughs> That's the real question. I'm a when did you get I'm Native a man friends? Of the world. And, and as we've grown, I've tried to do the same. So I'm going to need you to catch up. <laughs> okay. I was just, I was just, I was just wondering when did you get Native I've friends? Been I've been, been to reservations. I try to. And that's the beautiful part about, you know, the all the listeners. This is not just about the reservation. Now, this is not just about we are we are worldly gentlemen. So when you listen to the all done podcast, you listen to two worldly, well-traveled individuals that know a thing or two about life. And so, yeah, I, I rock with my Native American brothers and sisters. I'm glad y'all got y'all payment for the colonization of your territory. And oh, yeah. we are looking to do the same. Okay. Because now, I don't know, you've been in reservations, apparently. Come on, B, that's... Well, I, I don't understand why that's so... I don't understand why that's so crazy. You can't... I mean, I feel like we're friends. We talk about a lot of things. We do. We talk about a ton of stuff. And I never heard about you going to no reservation. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. At what point... I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Why would it be a big deal? Because it's dope. It's not a bad thing. It's dope. Like, I don't yo, know yo, how dope yo. it is because it really yo, shakes. Is. I went to a reservation today. That's they got their own things. I mean, you can't. I live in a. I live in a, a certain part of New York where there. I'm. You could be privy to that. I don't know if you can necessarily drive through if you don't know people. But if you go, they have like on the highway sign like such and such nation. Get off this exit. Like it's not. How's the fact this is a very large native population here in uh, Mississippi? Actually, I imagine and, that. Um, uh, actually, the Choctaws is the uh, is the larger larger population, I believe. But yeah, um, no, it's dope. I just never knew you went to a reservation or nothing like that. Have you ever been on the res? Have you ever been on a reservation? I don't. I don't. I don't understand the the, the distinction. On the reservation, in the reservation. I don't. I mean, you know, sometimes people say they off the reservation. I think it'd be like, well, usually when I hear it, it's in like, nah, you're, yeah, talking, about, you're talking about a cliche. I'm not. I think the yeah. question is about. So I think that's question. I don't know. Listen, the plot of land that was given to Native American individuals by our government, the sovereign land, that's where I've been. No, 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 it's, it's dope. Good. I just it's didn't know. I mean, we got off topic. I just wanted to know. Go like, ahead, brother. Tell Tokyo. I just wanted to know stuff, bro. Um, yeah, but now as far as reparations, it'd be dope to see our ancestors are old that 
and um, we we are owed that. Yeah. So once you tell me that it passed and uh, it passed and uh, y'all give me my reparations, I'm gonna be at the door. I'm coming to get the check. All right. Listen, that's what we're doing. That's what we doing. We coming to get the check. Um, what else are we talking about? Uh. Reparations. Speaking of reparations and getting the check, we kept getting back to uh, John Morant. Yeah, he lost a bag. Forty mil. Yeah, he lost a bag. Forty mil. But he's, you know, they he he's only actually suspended eight games now, including the games he already missed. So, what does uh, that say to you? They said, you've seen the eight games. What does that say to you? Um, what he brings to the sport is worth more than what he did. I read this book one time, man. Y'all don't know it. We like to do $40 million slave. You don't know it. Yeah. Go ahead and check it out, man. Pretty sure. So the attention and, and ticket sales and jersey sales one is worth more than him flashing out on Instagram. Or beating up a kid or whatever nonsense they were oh, mad yeah, about. about whatever, whatever, and I don't know that. I'm just saying, I'm just talking at this point. But the point is, whatever they were mad about, it's not more important than having one of their top superstars participate in April when NBA is in the playoffs. Yeah, but they say he took part in like a rehab facility or something like that in Florida. To me, if you if just because you step foot in the facility doesn't mean you took part in the program. Yeah, because what, the pictures I seen, he wasn't at a rehab. Stop it! And even if he was, for how long? We're talking about maybe five days, maybe. The brother I might am. be trying to get better. I mean, I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with him yeah, to say he needs to get better. Wrong in the first place, what was wrong in the first place? Uh, uh well, I've read some things about um, you know, like alcohol abuse and stuff like that. Man, you know how many of oh. these, I don't like that either because they want to judge the players harsher than they judge the owners and the GMs and, and specifically if they're black. It's kind of like the MAU Doka thing, and I don't want to get into it. But, you know, it, it just seems that there have been – you have to – Donald Sterling has to get caught on tape to, to lose his franchise or to be – you know, people want him to be brought to justice. When multiple players in that organization had said for years – Hey man, this dude might be a problem. Same thing with Dan Snyder. We got ticket sale issues. We got all types of scandals. Still owns the team. I mean, I could segue on on that point to our next topic, but I, I do want to get your your views on the John Moran thing. And and what was his issue? Do you think he had an issue? I think he just you know just young, trying to have a good time. Just what he said on wedding crashes. Just a couple of kids. <laughs> you know, so I think he's young, and I think I honestly, if you lose forty mil, I'm pretty sure you'll learn from that mistake. And not only the forty million bonus on his contract, but I think Powery pulled out of an endorsement deal with him. He'll lose a lot of endorsements, but he's I think he's like 24, 20. John Moran, yeah, he's shaking back. You know, he's under the faces of the league. Yeah, it's never fun to lose that kind of money, but I have a feeling he'll be fine. If he's going to change, if they so desperately want him to change because he has this big problem, this little stint of a couple weeks or a month is not, you know, if it's really about him and his health and you really felt he had a problem, then you would help him. But that's not what's happening. They're going to bring him back for the playoffs so that the the Grizzlies, who's a young team that a lot of people are excited about, 
can have their their star. That's a fact. I agree. But like you were saying, that segues into another situation with owners being owners and not really caring about the players. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, man. What uh, an interesting story. Probably one of the most exciting quarterbacks since maybe Michael Vick. Athletes, period. Yeah, since since Michael Vick. And don't get me wrong, because like Pat Mahomes is an amazing quarterback, but it's not as electric Yeah, and like seeing him move and when Lamar Jackson does it, it's an exclamation point on it. So um yeah, he still doesn't have a contract. They they franchise tag though. Non-exclusive. Yeah. So what a franchise tag is they pretty much take the average of the top five players yeah, but in that the, position. The, the point of his tag, and we can get into the franchise tag because I've heard a lot of athletes, and I've never been a pro athlete, but I've heard, I've heard a lot of them say that the franchise tag is is kind of unfair to players, and I would uh, I would be inclined to agree with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a different well, I was just explaining what it was because people hear that and say, oh, well, he should be franchise tag. No, and don't so know what it means. Lamar Jackson has a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means that he's allowed to go negotiate with other teams, and if a team wants to sign him and give him that big bag of $200 million, $230 million, whatever, it is the Colts can match it or they can go ahead and let them go. But the Colts, or I'm sorry, that's our thing back in that's the, a front end slip. You, you heard some stuff. That's the chat. That's the chat. <laughs> or a team could sign him, but they'd have to give the Ravens, um, the Ravens two first round picks or some, some and some other compensation. Yeah, Ravens gotta they gotta they gotta cough up the bag to pay to compensate the Ravens, yeah, and then pay Lamar and then pay Lamar. and all the Ravens, but like say, I said, no, we don't want to let them go and they can match it. But like I said, or like we were saying, he is probably top three quarterbacks in the league as far as. It's debatable for sure. Yeah, he's up there yeah. at the very least top five. It's, it's a, yeah, he's a, he's a very good quarterback in the league. He's an elite quarterback. And you mean to tell me only 30, only, only one team won the Super Bowl. True. Only two win. So somebody could use a quarterback somewhere. It's 32 teams, two went to the Super Bowl. You say that to say what? It's some people are calling it a conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. to keep the price of players down that no one is is willing to at least at the very least reach out and see and debate about getting Lamar Jackson. I've heard that and, and I've heard a lot of different there's a lot of different things floating right now. This young man is a, a MVP at an early age. They've been to the playoffs. The Ravens have been relevant, um, and they're not willing to cough up the amount of money. So for context, I believe Deshaun Watson got $237 million. He's like one of the first NFL athletes to get a fully guaranteed contract. And I think there's a lot of pieces that play into this, but if Le, if the if Deshaun Watson got 237 or whatever fully guaranteed, and Deshaun mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson wants to start there. I think that's where Baltimore is kind of like, no, I'm out on that because that's a that's a large chunk of change, and we have to really trust you. And I think a lot of people are speaking, and I want to get your thoughts on this. He doesn't have an agent, which I think a lot of people are saying that this is the conduit that is really causing the issue. Like he's representing himself, and people are not happy about that. I, I yeah, and I think they're looking. 
looking at it as that's too much for us to give just the person. Like, he's not even breaking no, off a certain dissension. No 33% ain't nothing. Nobody, he's representing himself. This is all me. This is all me. And I don't think nobody wants to see that. And then it'll, it'll, the ripple effect that it'll, it'll have on so many things. You feel me? So false narrative because that the owners are trying to use that. Because I do, I'll be honest. I think there's a little bit of a collusionary thing going on here with the owners saying we're not going to get to a point where we're going to play this. And I do think it, it has something to do with he's black. He's not Lamar Jackson's not the polished Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what he is. I'm not. He's the Ed Reed of quarterbacks. He's the Ed Reed of quarterbacks. That is a wonderful comparison. And so they, yeah, they don't want to give up uh, the Ed Reed of quarterbacks, two hundred and forty million guaranteed, fully guaranteed, especially with the style that he plays. It's, it's just to them as the owners uh, again. It just you guys are always telling us you stand for diversity. You, you're making these black athletes wear diversity and all this stuff on their helmets, but Pap can't get a shot in the league. You're still cutting all the black coaches. There still ain't no black owners. You, you appear to be colluding against Lamar Jackson, who's a, an NFL MVP. It just, it just, mm-hmm. it's, you say these things and then your actions just never seem to match up. And that's just uh, for a game that I love. That's, that's just that I can't, that's not something that I can get with. Oh, it's crazy where the predominantly white owners or bosses. Ain't no predominantly. No, it's not predominantly. It is. It's all. It is all white. There's not a black owner. Maybe Shad Khan. I don't know if you want to. We can get a Cardinals. Nah, Jaguars. I don't need Jaguars. That's what we do. And we can get funny teams. We can get into what Shad might refer to him as. But the point is, I don't know if Shad Khan is walking around like oh, I'm a black man. I'm not sure if that's the case. Yeah, that's that Middle Eastern vibe, ain't it? Something like that. Something like that. I don't. I don't know what that. Yeah, I, 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 I peeped. I peeped. Or, or as he classifies or identifies, but the point would be, even if you take Shad Khan out the equation, it's 31 others that are. If they all say, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said we're not doing that. Right? We're not giving. We're not. None of us are giving him that. Yeah, and, and controlling, and this is <laughs> there's a phrase when you see stuff like this happen, and and it goes back to slavery times. What they call it, book breaking. That that is a term from slavery. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's happening. They take this this brother who, like I say, he's representing himself. He's he's an elite athlete. He's one of the top athletes in the NFL. Easily, already far, has one. Where, Already has won an MVP. I I think him and there's only like three other quarterbacks who have won an MVP quicker. Yeah, and you know he's probably a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl easily. A few easily. So it, it so what would be because they have no problem with break uh, breaking the bank for uh they back the money truck truck up to back Mahomes. So I'm not he, he I'm not hating I'm not hating that Mahomes kind of took a hometown discount kind of a thing. I think. Um, he likes his situation, and yeah. I don't. I don't think he took as much. But as he when, he, when he when he got that contract, he was the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, they they did right by him, but it wasn't number one. The contract wasn't fully guaranteed. Yeah. But my point would be, you did it for Deshaun Watson. The, the the precedent is already set. I think they're yeah. trying to quell the precedent. I think the fact that the Browns did what they did, people are like, well, "Are y'all crazy?" Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I, I I think that lends to like now nah, we're gonna still show who's boss. 
ways in many ways. And even though, you know, the players sell tickets. It's all owners don't sell tickets. Nobody like I said, a lot of people don't even know know the owners. That's true. But and again, I have to say this. These are just just you know, we're just chopping it up. These are just our observations. Maybe this is totally wrong. Maybe we're cra- maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you know what? There are 31 other owners, very bad football teams, who just feel like a former MVP is not worth yeah. what he's asking. Maybe that's possible, I guess. I've seen someone comment like, oh well, no, he. He's not, he, he doesn't stay healthy. He has knee problems to stand the third. If we want to be objective that way, that is not, that's not crazy. But I, on this one, I'm got to have my tinfoil kufi on just a little bit. Absolutely. I'm not feeling Did like. Did I use him in uh, LA? No, no, no. We're good in LA. Don't do that. We're, we're good. Injustice. Once I break it down to 30 teams, it's just a choice. It's good, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so fine. There are, let's just say, okay, there are 32 teams in the league, right? Let's say 12 of them have situations. They're good. The Browns aren't going to get off Watson, Mahomes, right? What they're t- Jalen Hurst just came into the Eagles aren't getting off that. Justin Herbert is a solid. The Giants just gave Daniel Jones his money. There are, okay, certain places have their situations. So you would take Lamar and LA. That's all I'm asking. I clearly you know what? That. He would be. He would look well in, in Carolina blue. He would look great in Carolina blue. Y'all are in need. Y'all don't have nothing. So it's like, no, no, no. Y'all signed somebody. You just signed somebody. I'm bugging. Chill out. Oh, okay, cool. We, we, didn't, we didn't sign Lamar Jackson. <laughs> poor, okay. So, yeah. Why aren't the Panthers? Andy Dalton. That's why who he signs. Why the Panthers give him the guaranteed money? They gave Watson 237 guaranteed. Why wouldn't Carolina, Carolina say, you know what? I want oh, it's Carolina. I listen. <laughs> Why wouldn't they say, listen, electrifying athlete, young. This is not Tom Brady at forty. He's a young in his prime. I'm gonna give him 240, 245 fully guaranteed, and we're gonna try to you know build this build this franchise around. Why? Because they, they don't they don't want players to have that much power. Okay. To, some, to, to make it that simple. That's that's a um. So what, what 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 is his options? What do you think is his options? I think I would say I lend my support to Lamar. Yo, don't let them people force you into nothing. You want fully mm-hmm. guaranteed money. You've earned fully guaranteed money. Stand on your square. That would be that would that, that's what I would do, and that's what I would encourage him to do. Do not be intimidated by these people. You are the show. You're the talent. And you've he doesn't strike me as the easily intimidated type. And he shouldn't be because, like, yo, I've proven it already. MVP. And we were in the playoffs. Not like they sucked. They were – the Ravens were contenders every year he's been there. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs. And I, now, from Baltimore's standpoint, again, I'm objective. They went this year and they didn't really have him. So does Baltimore necessarily need to pay that on the quarterback? Maybe they feel like they don't. And for that organization, fine. They've been premier. They've won Super Bowls. For that organization, fine. Maybe you don't need that that asset at that price at that position. Maybe you don't. But for Carolina, for Detroit, for the Texans, for many of these other places, y'all should kind of, you know. Washington. Washington. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you Tampa at this point. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of teams out here where y'all don't you're Atlanta. not you're not in the catbird seat as as Uncle Shannon would say you're not in a position to be 
making demands when when an athlete or or a player of this caliber comes available. You have the space. If you want to win, here we go. Pay that man his money, man. Put booby in. If you want to win, put booby in. That's it. Put booby in. That's and that's simple. And so. For all black athletes, I think in the NFL, especially if we want power, we have to continue to. I, I respect what Lamar has done to this point, just saying, I don't need an agent. I'm a man. And as a man and as a star athlete in this sport, I can I know what I bring to the table and I'm standing on my worth. That's chapter one in yeah. Prosperity for All. If you guys didn't know it, go get it. <laughs> Prosperity for All. Go cop the book, Prosperity for All, written chapter, by Tracy Branch. Yeah, chapter one is Know Your Worth. Found on Amazon. Go get the book. No doubt. You can get it. Um, that brings us to another uh, a sadder note. Um, and it's crazy. Sadder it at this point. I don't know if I want to give it that sadder. You think it's sad? Yeah, I think it's a. It's pretty, pretty, pretty messed up. Okay. It's messed up because of what's the response to it. So. Young brother, uh, Rasheem Carter, a black man, he was found dead in Mississippi. He was found dead in, I want to say, something like Smith County or something here, somewhere here in Mississippi. He's from Fayette or whatever. But um, he was found dead in Mississippi last year. Uh, but the what makes it crazy is right before he was speaking to his mom, he pretty much told her, like, I feel like my life is in danger. Um... I want to say he said there was a truck of uh, white men following him or something like that. Yeah, a lot of the details are still coming out, but that's that's what I that's my understanding to this point. Yeah, and he like he went missing first and everything. And, um, I want to say they said he and I might be mixing up cases because it happens all too often. But he told his mother like if something happens to me. This is who did it. This that and the third. He named people, but he did identify a group of, of white individuals who were chasing him. Um, and people apparently seen him running. Um, so the, the details of, of everything that has happened with this case are, are just now coming out. What we do know at this point, to my knowledge, is black man chased by white men in a truck um went mm -hmm. missing for for quite some time and has just turned up dismembered in, in a very gruesome manner. And it's a mother, you know, seeking national health and attention with this. It kind of reminds you of I've been someone... Seeing. I've been seeing that, national attention. It, 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 it kind of reminds you of something that happened, you know, because now they say racism is dead, but during a racist time by the name of Emmett Till. Yeah. Same situation, young black kid. They said it was a cat call to a white woman or something like that. And and I don't know the details. And so, like, when I said I don't want to make this a sad thing, because I think our people, it can't be sad anymore. You guys, we, we, we as a people, we got to get out of that mindset of it's sad. And not because we're heartless, but because we know it's sad. But to change the system and to, and to try to get justice and, and have some real change, we have to start looking at this from a much more logical space and a much less emotional space. And I know tensions are high because of the, the gruesome nature and, and the consistency of these types of issues. But if we're going to make a change, it can't be just sad. I'm going to be sad and then I'm going to tear up Mississippi like because that's not going to change it. I need to understand because 
I have so many questions. I have so many questions when you start to think about, well, what is law enforcement's involvement? Because from what I'm hearing, and again, a lot of details are still coming out and we'll certainly follow up, but I'm hearing that they're they're saying, you know, no foul play. I have, the man's head is severed. His, his, his body is deformed and, and mutilated. And, you know, law enforcement is already going to their, you know, number one, no foul play. And so- No foul play and evidence of animal activity. Yeah, so the wolf, there was there was foxes and wolves that bit his head off. Or I, I, I read an article, and I don't, again, these are the, that his manhood was cut off and shoved into his mouth. I'm, all types of things are coming out, but let's 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 stop with the with the narrative that oh man, you know, he it just was a freak accident. He was attacked by a bear. And I'm I'm objective. I'm not I again I take my, my emotion out of it because I know to deal with this problem. You can't attack it emotionally because then they win. That's what they want. They want you emotional because then you're not thinking clearly. From a rational, reasonable perspective, why would he call his mom and make up that people are chasing him? Why that people are chasing him, mom, and that he felt like his life was in danger. And I mean, like the follow the breadcrumbs, there's no way someone called and tells their mom. I feel like my life is in danger. Someone's chasing me. Someone's following me to stay the third. And then end up dead. And the first thing the law, the law enforcement say is, oh, yeah, no, there was no foul play. That's like, is that right out of the playbook? It feels yeah, like, like, come on. Like, he's telling you, like, hey, help me. And so, and, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Nah, you go, you go ahead. I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I have too much to say about it, but that would be like my main thing because I feel like we have to mention it because if we don't mention it, then people act like it's not happening. Then you're quick yeah, no, like, she, well, nah, you know, there's no racism. Yeah, she needs to keep speaking up and keep pushing and trying for answers and we need That's we need to help her as well. Um, because they tried that yeah. with Ahmaud Arbery too, right? It was... You no, know, he was trespassing. It, it was a bunch of spin-off narratives that came out right after that. Little did we start to find out, well, there was racism involved. And, oh, wait, there was prosecutor misconduct and people trying to cover stuff up. Like, And so we're not, this is not something, and, and this is something I feel I'm like. I'm in the truck. That's how, that's how this A similar narrative. This is not yeah, something so. that we're making up. And it's not, again, I have to say this because. I don't want the narrative to be spun like, oh, black people are complaining. Black people have a problem with white individuals. I, I, I got plenty of white people that I love dearly. That's not mm -hmm. what it's about. But if there is a threat on your life as a black person and you don't know where the threat is coming from, it would make logical sense that then you would become paranoid or you would become aware of your surroundings to be like, well, I don't know what the deal is. And y'all won't tell us. It's more of yeah. like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bear out who it is. Or I'm not gonna mention my cousin and his buddies who talk about killing Negroes when we're at our family functions. Like y'all don't, you don't tell us who it is. But then black people just keep coming up injured, missing, dead, and so yeah, there's gonna be a little paranoia. Yeah, there's gonna be a little tension because you, if you don't know, you don't know. No, like I said, y'all, I get what you're saying. Where it gets to the point where it's not sad. It's 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 definitely a downer. It's scary. 
you know, as, as you know, as a black man, especially as a black man in, in Mississippi. I remember I live in Mississippi. So, I mean, if if that were the case, I went, I went out old. You know, old and this is no, if that was the case, um, I didn't go down without a fight. It was after Trayvon that I stopped being sad because I realized that it's, oh, y'all are like, this is not, this is not, a, yeah, this is not a humanity thing. This is not like, oh, we lost a life and the country's going to come together because a lost life means something to us all. This is on some weight. I really might be born the wrong color to certain people. And that could get me killed if I'm found in the wrong situation. That's not fallacy. That's not in my brain. That's not some imaginative, that's not some imaginative thing. That's, you know, that, that's true. And after yeah. Trayvon and, and the spin yeah. that they put on that and, and, the, and to see that man walk away after, after you know, that trial. And that's not to say that there weren't many, many cases, like you just mentioned, Emmett, Till, and the, the plethora of others who came before him um, and even before Trayvon. But it, Trayvon I, was, I, stopped was being, I stopped being sad after, after watching what happened to Trayvon. And, and at that you point... You still have to be sad for the man's family and mother. Like his mother's yeah, I'm, through. I'm compassionate. And I think I'm one of the most empathetic people that you'll meet, but I'll leave it. Okay. I'll leave it to her and their family to be sad. I think the rest okay. of us need to be strategic into, again, continuing to figure out how this doesn't, how, how the next family doesn't have to experience that sadness. So are you saying... And I don't feel like you're saying this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Are you saying that we shouldn't feel what have a feeling about it, rather than no. go to go straight into how do we like what do we do to fix it? Bro? I'm saying that there's a new age coming where black people would get killed and our ancestors. And I'm not saying they're wrong because I think this was a natural progression to get where we are now. Natural evolution in the struggle, in our protests in, of, of our community. They would get killed or Martin would die or Malcolm would get shot and then they would take to the streets and some of them would march and some of them would tear some shit up and some of them would get arrested and some of them would you know, seek vengeance and some of them would be upset. But somehow in 2023, here we are, still dealing with the same thing. And so to me, it's redundant to say, I will react emotional as my ancestors did. No, I would think they would want me at some point. Yo, we tried it that way. It didn't work. Now we got to switch up the strategy. Mm. So we can't, no more, no more emotion. How do I get, how do I, it's that, I think eventually it's going to come to, you know, how do I get people that look like me and have my mindset into some roles and into some, some, some powerful positions to protect me and people that look like me. I think that's 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 where we're going now. And again, I'm thinking of it from a logic and strategic standpoint. And then how do we have a community to protect ourselves? No doubt. And that, I'm not saying that my ancestors didn't want that, but I think, again, they were so upset and they were coming out of Jim Crow and you're coming out of slavery and you're coming out of sharecropping. You're just happy to be free. And now you got to deal with the system being put in place to, to keep you in that subservient position. And yeah, well, it was okay. emotional and you were tired and you were already drained from what you already had to deal with. So by no means do I blame my ancestors. I think they reacted appropriately, but I think for us, as we talk about often to pick up the torch, hey, we got to talk about, let's change the strategy. 
No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So um, as we get ready to wrap this thing up, uh, what's your what's your closing words? People a lot tonight, man. We talked about black athletes. We talked about a misconception of a young man who I think made a mistake, but I don't think it's nearly as bad as as the spin is is trying to be put on him. We talked about a black athlete wanting his money, and and to many people have have had earning that money. We talked about a yet another brother, you know, slain by what looks like you know, for lack of a better words, a, a white supremacist murder. And and so when you start to look at these things, for those of you who are always talking about, no, there's no racism. I don't want to, I don't wish to argue nor debate because I don't, it it doesn't serve me as a black man any purpose to sit and argue or try to explain it to you. My message would be, and my my solution for the night would be for those of you who are on code and and have that similar mentality and, and understand what's going on out here. Just continue to uplift those who are around you. Because like I, I know I say, and you brought it up, it shouldn't be an emotional thing, but I know everybody's not me. So when some people see a man, a black man pop up out of nowhere after being missing and his body is dismembered, yeah, that to some people that's gonna that's gonna raise some feelings. And so again, to my black people, um, don't take care of yourself. Mental health-wise, see people, talk to people. Vent when you need to, um, and and again, let's let's continue to show each other some grace. I like that. Um, I'm gonna wrap it up with saying something something simple. You know, um, we all we got, so we definitely have to get back to that sense of community and looking out for each other. So there's no reason a young brother should be running from a truck full of, or three trucks of white people, which, which you know, that's what was said, um, you know, three trucks of white people, and there's no one around that he can call for help. Um, you know, we all shared the post and the jokes that, oh, well, I'm not my ancestor, this, that, and the third, but yet the same thing is still happening. So, um, we all we got we gotta get back into a sense of community and and be and being your brother's keeper, being your sister's keeper. Um yeah, that's all I got on the on the solution base on the wrap up. On that note, this podcast is all done. All done. Catch you next Peace. week, my brother.